0: Well folks, welcome to a very special edition of the Hashtag Finance podcast. Uh, today we've taken the experience outside of the studio that we usually use and we're now in the media center at CSE at the top of First Canadian Place, the 72nd floor. Uh, today I'm pleased to be joined by the executive vice president of OTC Markets Group, Jason Paltrowitz. And we're also joined today by Richard Carlton, CEO of the Canadian Securities Exchange. And today um, we're gonna just talk a few things over about OTC Markets and the relationship with CSE. And Jason, maybe just tell the viewers today, what brought you up to our marketplace today?
1: Well, I'm very excited to, to be here. So thank you for the podcast and, and the market open. Um, you know, we've had a partnership now for, for close to five years. And um, as we've grown and we've watched you grow, and it was very exciting that, that you guys now have the market open, as do we in our new space. Um, so wanted to come up and see it and witness it firsthand, but also to, to talk a little bit about we're having our first event next week in New York, the CSE OTC Markets uh, Cannabis Conference, and we're very excited. Uh, Again this is another one of those things in our partnership that as it keeps expanding, and wanted to come up and and talk about that and promote that a little bit, Sure, see where
0: it goes. Richard, why why is it important that CSE has this uh, alliance or partnership with OTC Markets? How does that work for our business?
2: Well, one of the big uh, challenges for uh, reporting issuers in Canada, regardless of where the business is actually located, is how do they raise money from beyond Canada's borders? And how do they build a shareholder base from beyond Canada? And of course, the United States is the largest pool of equity capital available in the world. And here we are right on the doorstep. So our relationship with the OTC markets gives these companies the opportunity to obtain a quotation uh, in the United States, they're trading in US dollars, Uh, they're available to uh, retail and institutional investors uh, via all the usual trading platforms and uh, given the the wonder of cross-border arbitrage, the market is very tight uh, between the CSC and uh, the uh, uh, services operated by the uh, OTC. And the other component of course is that uh, these companies are able to list prospectus exempt capital in the United States uh, which uh, gives them a much broader uh, group of investors to choose from. So really it's the two things, one, reduce their cost of capital by increasing the number of investors, secondly, to build better secondary market liquidity for the company by having active and liquid markets in Canada and in the United States at the same time. Perfect. And
0: Jason, from your perspective, how many companies are you seeing come from Canada into your market in the US? And can you explain maybe some of the distinctions between your market tiers so that people watching understand that it's not just pink sheets, it's actually OTCQB and QX?
1: Yep, so we have over 150 CSE companies that are that are on our markets, um, as, as well as um, companies from other Canadian exchanges as well as from around the world. And so the benefit um, of our market for foreign private issuers is that they can have a trading vehicle in the U.S. that trades in U.S. dollars, settles in U.S. dollars, where the information flows in in English. Now that doesn't matter in Canada, obviously, but from, from companies around the world. Um, and so it gives investors access to that to that foreign capital. We operate three market tiers: um, our pink market, which is really an open market uh, where everything trades. Um, so in the U.S., we have this concept of a broker-driven market, where if a company goes bankrupt, there's still an equity market for it. Dark, distressed, early-stage companies. Again, it's broker-driven. So if an investor wants to trade, a broker can create a ticker symbol and trade it. Um, now that has no company involvement, and so it is kind of very restrictive from a retail investor perspective. Our two premium markets, as you pointed out, OTCQB, venture stage market, Um, really light touch corporate governance, no strict financial requirements, but a transparency and a diligence um, requirement that we put in place. And then our best market, OTCQX, which is really, you know, like to say 95% of a national stock exchange listing for, for a fraction of the cost. So high financial standards. You can't be bankrupt. You can't be a penny stock. Um, which is an important distinction actually. There are no penny stocks on OTC, QX, um, corporate governance requirements. So it really does separate the better companies um, from a disclosure and transparency standpoint from, from the rest of the market.
0: Understood, and between the two of you, and maybe Richard, I'll start with you. What are some of the tips that we could give an issuer in Canada that's seeking to go down to the US on QB or QX? What are some of the things they need to plan going forward so that they have a positive and beneficial experience going into that US market?
2: Well, the first thing, and this is uh, getting down into the weeds a little bit, but uh, they do need to make sure that their securities are registered with DTCC, that's the U.S. Clearing and Settlement Agency for Continuous Electronic Settlement. Um, That's a process that, in fact, uh, Jason's team at uh, the OTC Markets can uh, help them with. Um, and it's not an onerous process in any way, but uh, as I say, it's a step that needs to be taken. That ensures that then the uh, securities can clear easily between Canada and the United States without any uh, friction. One of the other issues, I guess, that comes up for companies that are new into the market, um, and this is something that, uh, you know again, we, we encourage people to be aware of, is that if you go public in Canada by way of an RTO, you're actually able to get your FINRA symbol, so the five-character symbol ending the letter F, immediately and markets can be posted right away in the United States. If the company's uh, coming into the market by way of a prospectus offering, and uh, so those securities are qualified, they're actually subject to a 40-day seasoning period in the United States, so there's a bit of a gap uh, between their trading in Canada and when in fact they're eligible to be
1: um, uh, distributed and traded in the United States. Jason, anything you want to add? No, I think those are two important points from a trading perspective. I think what I would add to that is we like to look at the markets in two ways. The tradability of it, and and Richard's kind of touched on how to make that more successful. Uh, But then there's the visibility piece. And I think uh, just having a ticker symbol in and of itself, while it does open the doors, um, it is one of those things that needs to be supported. Uh, same as up here when a company goes public on the CSE. I always say that the going public is not the end of the road, it's the start of the road. And so companies really do need to think about how they're supporting their U.S. investors, uh, not just their Canadian investors. That means visibility, things like you're doing here at Hashtag Finance or things that we do on our market mm-hmm. to help support the issuer. It means coming down. Um, whether it's conferences or meeting investors, it uh, means making sure that the news is flowing south of the border, right? So if a press release is put out in Canada, you're making sure that that's getting out in the United States. People just assume that if you put out a press release in Canada, it naturally flows south. It doesn't always. So you really do need to make sure you're supporting your north of your. Your U.S. shareholder base, as well as your Canadian base.
2: Yeah, and that's and that's a really important point. And I think one of the things that uh, certainly I'm hoping that we're able to do next year, as we've discussed, James, uh, is uh, actually doing some more uh, workshops or informational sessions with our issuers uh, on the challenge of building liquidity uh, in in the name, and clearly. Um, having access to both Canada and the United States is an important component, but what Jason says is really important, is that how do you tell your message in a world where traditional media Uh, may not be getting the reach that it once did. We now have all of these social media channels. There are special techniques. Uh, There are a lot of people that are out there offering their services, Um, many of them legitimate, some of them not. Uh, And so there are a lot of uh, things that a company needs to be aware of and uh, opportunities to take advantage in order to communicate that story, build interest which leads to uh, a superior liquidity profile for the company.
0: Sure, and and maybe I'll end on this question because it ties into the event next week in New York at your office, the uh, Cannabis uh, Investor Forum. Um, That specific industry, uh, CIC and OTC, have actually been very um, complementary to each other in the sense that US companies, US operating cannabis companies had to come to Canada to raise money an exchange listing and then go back into the U.S. through an OTC markets quotation. Um, can you talk about maybe your vision of how that's going to continue to evolve and and maybe how that solution has worked in the uh, face of the fact that national exchanges wouldn't touch these companies?
1: So for us, I think one of the big distinctions and people should know, right, we're not an exchange. Um, we're an ATS. And so that allows us to be a little more innovative and creative in some of the things we can do, whether that's cannabis or even things like blockchain technology, right? We were able to, to put up uh, GBTC, which is the Bitcoin Trust. So we could do things that are innovative that national exchanges tend to shy away from or aren't yet prepared to do. Um, The other thing is we kind of meet the needs of a company now, right? And if you look at cannabis specifically, it's really cause investors. Um, It's really building a public company and for Canadian cannabis companies or U.S. cannabis companies that don't really have the experience in running public companies. You need to learn to walk before you can run. And so our markets together really um, are the solution for helping companies not just going public but learning to be public. And um, I think as we see cannabis growing worldwide, you're seeing that um, growth, whether it's from other markets outside the U.S. We've been to Israel together, Singapore, Europe, um, Latin America. I think, again, we offer that unique proposition that will help companies access the capital markets, but in a way that's right for them and meets their needs. And there
0: you have it, folks, Richard Carlton and Jason Peltrowitz up from New York from OTC Markets. This is another edition, a special edition of Hashtag Finance. And again, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. And we'll see you at the next episode. If you're watching today on CSE TV, please subscribe. We release at least two shows a week. And if you're listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, rather, please uh, subscribe as well. Again, two podcasts a week. Great content like you've had today. Thanks again, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, James.
2: Hi, it's Grace
0: from the CSC reminding you to make sure to follow us on social media for the latest updates on our listed companies as well as new listing alerts. For more in-depth content, be sure to pick up our free quarterly magazine, Public Entrepreneur, available online at thecsc.com.